Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Meeting of the Mind. Kind of helping him out. Oh, good, good. What have you guys been doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've been we've been wrestling. It. Uh, we have a little place we can go to, and just us two and uh, us three. I mean, and then um, but uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's always it always ends up in a fight. You know, <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we're telling everyone, everyone's got to still find ways, be creative to train. I mean, that's good when you have, if you have a training partner, a built-in training partner, like I had my brother, that's good. Or if you work out with your dad, if your dad's good enough, you could do that. <laughs> yep. But uh, Or your dad, your dad stalls a lot. That's what, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, good stuff. You know, thanks for jumping on the show. I wanted to get your, get your take on, because I know you always give great information. I remember we saw you at the Pennsylvania Coaches Convention. I remember we were taking notes the whole time. It was phenomenal. Um, get your take on, on mentally preparing. How do you tell your kids to mentally prepare for their matches? Well, I was thinking about this today, and what I was, what I, you know, I was going to talk about is, you know, verbiage, because I know when, um, when I was training, a lot of that, um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I responded to a lot of negativity. You know, my brother was very negative on me and, and, you know, that's just the way he was. And it, it got, it did help me at the time, but, and later on in my career, I feel like, uh, you know, it became detrimental to me. And I, I'd always tell myself, man, I stink or you're not, you're terrible. Or, and I remember Bruce Burnett one time he said, Hey, you keep telling yourself that. And that's what you're going to be. So one of the things I try to change is, and I would lose my mind in, in practice. You know, I would, I would like, if I got taken down, oh my gosh, well, it's great to be a competitor, but it's also, you know, detrimental to your, to you when every time something like that happens, you lose focus. Right. And so for me, I, I would say that I wanted to tell you guys that controlled intensity, I started using controlled intensity because I wanted to stay intense, but little words like that made a difference for me. Um, you know, in my practices, when I thought I was losing it, if I'd be at the Olympic Training Center training, all of a sudden I'd start, you know, fr getting frustrated, and I'd be like, controlled, controlled intensity, controlled intensity, right. you know, and then um, just little things like that. My my son, I was going to talk about him this year, like one of the things we talked to him about, he didn't like controlled intensity because it yeah. made him, it slowed, it slowed <clears> him <throat> down, right? It made him feel like he was 
he was not wrestling, you know, just did, did, did do it for him. So what we did was we changed it to, you know, hey, just he's as simple as move, move my feet. So in practice, he's moving his feet. Um, one of the things we also had was, you know, being, you know, like leg defense, you, you're sitting there as a coach and you're screaming, do this, do that. And they're like, ah. And if you just say, hey, be stingy, you know, and, and it changed yeah. his whole psyche. When I told him to be stingy, he didn't, didn't, give, didn't give up points. He didn't have to tell him everything to do. They already know that. And so those are huge points. And um, I think communicating and letting individuals know your, your, your language, your wrestling language, is huge in, in understanding and getting the most out of your athletes. Uh, one of the other things I would say is, you know, I, um, you watch my son in the PA, PA this year, he breathes, you know, because he's stuck in, you know, things get tough, you know, you just got to breathe. And once you just say little words like breathe, he's fine. So we started implementing these things in practice because in practice is where it matters. And, right. you know, that's, that's, where, that's where most of it has to, has to be done. Yeah, no, I love that. We tell our we tell our guys that too. That you, if you don't do it in practice, forget about it. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to all to just sudden just whip those emotions together on the spot in a match. Or if you do, you got lucky. You're not able to replicate it in the next match. Against the highest level of co- opponent, and this is what I this is what I learned for myself. You know, your reactions. I lost three years of my life, and what I mean by that is wrestling. I was wrestling Zeke Jones, the Olympian, world champ. You know, and um, when I first got out of college, and I always would lose my mind and, and, and be, a, you know, I was being aggressive, but for stupidity, right. I was, uh, you know, I was giving up points here and there and losing, you know, losing focus there in the match. And once I started telling myself in practice and I did that in practice all the time, which carried over in the highest matches. So what I started telling myself in practice is, Hey, breathe, you know, controlled intensity. I, I use those words. And, and, and really honestly, after that, I was world champ that 1998, I became world champ because, because I, I really believe I changed the way I talked to myself. You know, one of the things Kevin Jackson used to say to me all the time, God, that I coach too big, too strong, you know, and, you know, just positive words instead of, you know, beat myself down and um, it changed. You don't go around being cocky, but you're going around saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to get this dude, you know, and it's all the way, it's all about how you talk to yourself and how you talk to your athletes. I really believe that and your training. And the last, the, one of the things I would tell you is I always get my wrestlers as tired as I can and then have them drill technique and that's what they're going to do in the highest level match. So if they're so tired, they're how they're finishing and shooting and setting up people at that point, is how they're going to react against in the national finals or the state finals, whatever it is. Yeah, no, that's great. I like that. Yeah, getting them tired. So now you have the discipline. So now you got to make sure you're making good decisions. Like anyone could do in the beginning so, of the match. Yeah. Right. So whatever your habits are, right? So we're cry- we're trying to create great habits, great great habits during during when you're least you know when your your faculties are gone you know your everybody gets tired so if you can create great habits during that time and your mental focus is when i get to like today we were wrestling today and uh you know one of the things you know we were going over was you know once you get to like that's half the battle but you know why it wasn't finishing dash wasn't finishing and and i was like man you gotta get you gotta get through you gotta get your once you get to like that's when the good stuff happens that's when you get mean and get tough and get and and then i had jackson cowboy do it and it was like he he just you know he's 20 he just got mean on him you know and that that's sometimes you know in practice we we what we we what we do in practice it, it carries over and when it does if you're not doing those things and not making mental, uh, mental mental suggestions to yourself during practice and making adjustments, it's hard. It's hard to overcome that. 
What about also what are you telling yourself once you have the leg or when someone has your leg? Because their the mindset's important too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, one of the things I, I tell myself is I work too hard to get here. <laughs> I work too hard to get here. And I think, you know, especially high school to college, you know, you have a lot of – there's a big difference because now all, these, all of a sudden these guys are actually defending. And then right. you got college, the world championships, and now it's on another level because they're not only defending, they're actually counter offense and they're actually going after you. So for me, once I got, if I got to your leg, I'm finishing. There is no doubt. My every, all of my energy is going into that moment. And um, you know, one is, you know, you have to train that way. But mentally, you have to really tell yourself that and during those times. And I don't, I don't think we, I, I did a lot of mental energy imagery when I was uh, in Clemson when I was training for. Uh, Chad Zappel, Lou Rizzelli. I always wrestle those guys, and I was going to tell you this. I would go in there for, like, I wanted, I wanted to wrestle, like, Aiken first round, and second round I had Lou Rizzelli, and then third round of championship I had Chad Zappel, and I'd switch it. I'd alternate it. And um, I always had to, had to beat them the way I wanted to beat them that day. Sometimes it was really bad, and I would be doing motion stance the whole time. If I didn't beat it, if the clock ran out and I'd set the clock, and if the clock ran out and I didn't beat them the way I was supposed to, I, and I get tired, so I lose focus, right? Yeah. I didn't beat, beat him where I was supposed to. I'd have to start over. Well, yeah. I'm telling you right, right now, I was only supposed to be in there at 30, 40. Sometimes I'm there an hour and a half because I wanted to be perfect. And, I, yeah. and it, was all, it was mental and physical. And I didn't realize what I was doing, but it, I was tying the two together, which is huge. Yeah, definitely. They always work together. And like I said, building that into the practice. And how about what, about, what do you tell your sons um, – in between the tournament, like in between rounds, recovering energy, both physically and mentally, energy management. Yeah, you mean a after the match is over? Yeah, and then they still have enough. Yeah, well, in between matches, yeah. Right, in, in between matches, yeah, recovery huge, fuel in your body, keeping you're not worried about anything else. A lot, you know, a perfect example, not worried about, you know, who's on the other side of the bracket, doesn't matter. It's only the guy in front of you. Um, in high-level matches, I always say, hey, we get off the mat as quick as we can. We fall into pins. We fall into these things. So if you're working toward the little – if you're doing the little things right, you'll fall into them. You don't have to look yeah. for them. They'll happen. And right. so those are little things. And then also just, uh, you know, getting off their legs, make sure they're resting, not, not standing up, walking around a lot, you know, um, and just preparing for the next match. And a lot of times, like my, my – Wyatt Dash doesn't like watching video. Right. And I didn't either. And so I would always have Bruce Burnett watch video for me. And I, I would and I'd be like, OK, what? Because I was sweating and make the guy better than what he was. But yeah. he's like, hey, because I would be like, man, dude, this guy's good. And then he's like, he's not wrestling you. He's not getting his yeah. head pulled on for five minutes. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And but um, but so then he started just telling me I always wanted to know if he had a you know what leg he led. Because that's the leg I was going to attack. If he had a trick move, because I got beat one time with one guy that had just an arm throw and threw me. I went to Siberia, and it, it was over in 20 seconds. It was embarrassing. <laughs> 30 hours, and it was whatever. But, yeah, so if he has a trick move and if, he, if he's in shape, that's all I need to know. Yeah. yeah. And then how would it – well, now, if the person was in shape, how does that affect it? Well, it just told me that I was going to have a battle on my hands. You know what I mean? And that, that it, once I did get to the leg or once it got past – especially – when I went international, mainly that was, you know, when that was happening. But once I got past the third minute, three minute mark, well, he's still going to be fighting, you know. And um, that's not always the case against every foreigner you wrestle, right? Especially if you have a lead. Yeah, that's true.
And now what kind of big mistakes do you see? Like what are some of the most common mental mistakes you see wrestlers make, whether it's in matches, in between rounds of a tournament, their approach towards wrestling? What would you say there? Well, I, I, I think like in matches, I see people just because things aren't happening fast enough for them, they're not patient. They're not winning positions. They're wrestling technique. I always say paint by numbers. You know, they're, 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 wrestling's a, such an art, right? And it, it's such a mental game, and it's also such a, a feel, right? And you have to learn how to wrestle. You have to feel wrestling, right? And so my, my whole philosophy is position wrestling. Everything else comes from that. I don't look for technique. I, 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 look, I put the kid, I put the wrestler in their position and wherever I want them, and they re, they're reacting. If they're constantly reacting from me, they're gonna fall, I'm going to fall into whatever they give me. So, so most of the wrestlers' common mistakes are, I got a great single leg, I got a great single leg, I got a great – well, this guy's been studying you film, and he's – so now we have to create a way to – you have a great single leg, but you don't just shoot it because he's blocking you with his head. So now we have to figure out another way to get to that single leg or find – if he's giving you a high C, take it, you know? And then sometimes if he is giving you a high C, maybe it's too good to be true and he's really good at sitting in the corner. So make sure that you, you feel a wrestler. And, and that right there is important. Feeling and understanding, like I can look at kids and I know what they're good at. before I, And even if I am watching them, just because I wrestle so much and that I know their body types. And if they're really good, they have to be good in those areas, right? And so, uh, you know, Nick Simmons, you, you don't really want to go underneath on Nick Simmons. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would tell anybody that it's just, it's just, you, you look at his body, look at his frame. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's got a lot of leg there, so you don't really want to go high C on him. You want to go backside on him, you know, snap him down, those type of things. So I think a lot of it is just the wrestlers and coaches. Sometimes we, we, um, we're not, we're not wrestling positions. We're not, we're not uh, focusing on the little things that, and instead we're worried about the technique of it all. And technique's important and where you put your hand and where you, what you do. But the most important part is winning positions. My, if my level's better than yours and I stay and I'm, I'm more, I'm more focused and more, more conditioned to stay in my position, I'm going to beat you. All right. So it's staying in good position as well as winning those positions. So in practice, how would, how would you work that more? So you, it's more fine. Like what are the most common positions kids will be in or based on yeah. their technique with, yeah. Yeah, well, I always work front headlocks, right? Because how many times everybody's in a front headlock, whether you're shooting in or yeah. whether you're getting stepped down. Sometime in the match, you're in a front headlock. And as coaches, I mean, I used to not do it either. You always do single legs, double legs. Everybody does the same thing. But how much do you work in front headlocks, right? I remember right. coming back from Penn State one time. We were coming back, and Troy Sutherland was the coach at the time. And he goes, what do you think we should work on? You know, and we had wrestled Iowa. I go, well, I don't know, but. I think we should work on front headlocks. <laughs> Recovery from front headlocks. Because that's for 90% of the takedowns yeah. we, we got beat on. And so I think those are areas of concentration. I call them AOCs. And, you know, like, you know, I like doing situation wrestling, single legs, high Cs, doubles, getting in front headlock position, and wrestling in those positions. Because you really see how, you know, half the battle is getting there. So if you're wrestling and you do six, six or ten sets of, of single legs right in a row, when me and Eric Guerrero, we wrestled a little bit, and we would go, you know, I'd go six in a row singles, he'd go six in a row singles, 15, 20 second goes, boom, and then high C, and then, then for headlock, then double legs, even double legs, you know, and then, and then we would, um, then we'd go, okay, down by one, and we'd do six of them for each one of us, or up by two, you know, and just use that kind of game plan, so, you know, really, honestly, just to, in practice, I think the way you get it, too, is no soft hands. I always say no soft hands. Sometimes our hands are just laying there, and I never rest in other people's positions. 
Right. They, you know, that's important. You can't rest in people's – if you're resting, you need to be outside in your thumbs and not that you're resting, but you cannot hang in people's positions. Right. Yeah, we got that heavy in college. Or that we we learned that, right? The big difference between high school and college is supposed to just kind of laying hands over the top of them. It's got to be active. Yeah, that's right. You got to be active. And you can you, know, you got to control the ties, right? You got to control the inside ties. Everybody knows that. But it's just um, – I think, once again, I the biggest thing I see is when – wrestlers just shoot to shoot or they attack when i say attack it, it could be a shot i always said it could be a shot it could be a snap down it could be a, it could be an angle but you're always you know you're always attacking staying on yeah. the offense one way or another counter counter tap the guy if as you're attacking if you're a, like why he he shoots a lot right so people are going to get to his legs i mean because he's attacking you know right <laughs> i love that because then you get you what you do is you work on having being stingy having the greatest defense in the world. So if somebody does get your legs, when I was 35 years old, I wrestled in the world championships, you know, and I, my number one takedown that year, I guarantee you, was a down block fly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I put so much pressure on the guy, I hardly ever shot, and yeah. then they would shoot on me, and then I'd run around them. So, you know what I mean? It was pretty easy. Yeah. And you're right, guys just don't put as much time in on the front headlock position in practice. They just don't. Without a doubt. I, I mean, as a whole, think about it. Everyone's in there during some, some time in the match. Whether you're shooting in and stuck there, and you got to peek out, or you got a sucker drag, and then also just um, scoring in front of like, if I get you in front of like, I need to score in that position. Yeah, so really creating that urgency. If and a I, referee, I always, I always say this too: if a referee let you start in on a single or let you start in a front lock, wouldn't you be pretty excited? I mean, when you, <laughs> should when you be, think yeah. about it like that, I would be like, yeah, this is awesome, right? <laughs> so I don't know why I don't know why we don't work there. So. No, that's right. And then I'm and then underneath the front headlock, are you thinking more like offensive? Like I'm going to score from here, like you said, sucker drag, different things, or is it just more get to your feet and come out of the position? Well, I've I know never seen that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, no, no, no. Exactly what you just said, though. Like today, I was watching watching my kids. It's it's they they defend. My thing is, I always either reestablish sucker drag, like you said, I'm staying offensive minded, or um or I am building my position grabbing hands, circling out of it. But as I'm circling out of it, I'm going already into back to another attack. So I don't fully come out. And I think right. sometimes as wrestlers, we fully come out of the position. Yeah. I always say it's called staying in the game, right? Michael Leidner used to be like, stay in the game, stay in the game. Because yeah. it, he, he would fake so much. That, I mean, it, I told him, I go, you're faking so much. I'm just going to stand there. I, I got to wait till you stop faking. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I go, but you're not letting me wrestle. And I go, you right. got to stay in the game. Don't pull yourself out. So those are little things that you tell yourself. I like that. That's important. And like you said, it's the, the words you use. It's important that you have those cues that bring you back. Now, you give, you give these high-level examples. Okay, so maybe Kevin Jackson says to say this, or Bruce Burnett says to say that. So you might try that with a kid and say, hey, does this work for you, or do we need to use something That's else? That's right. So That's it's like right. the, the, the only thing that would be wrong is not having a plan. But with as long as you have a plan, you're good. That works for you, right? Yeah, and as a team, as a coach, you know, you have an overall verbiage. Like I always say, get your sure. head on them. They know, that, they know what that means. But – everyone's different, right? Why it's different to me. Why it doesn't want to be told control and He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear those words. That's not good yeah. for him. And I, you know, and he told me that and I loved it because I'm like, okay, what, what works? Now, you know, he goes, yeah, I go, what works for you? And he goes, tell me to move my feet. Boom. Head and head and hands. I always say, move your feet, head and hands, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you, you great. got, you, you have, you have to uh, have that communication dialogue too with your athletes, right? 
and them too, yeah. both ways. Yeah, no, I think that's big in addressing it in practice as opposed to just the day of on a match. A lot of people just leave it a chance. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's too late then, man. Especially if you're wrestling, if you're wrestling the best guys, and what, that's what we're talking about. We're trying to get these kids to, you know, right. realize their dreams. Um, you're, you know, you're wrestling someone that has a coach that cares just as much as your coach does, and, and you guys have put just as much vested interest in, in, in succeeding. So if everything's equal – the little things matter. If everything's equal. I always say, if everything's equal, how you your diet? Don't lose the, don't lose the match at the scale. If everything's right. equal, if everything's equal, did you get proper rest? Were you living right? You know, my my you know you've seen on my website philosophy is consistency wins. And and I've told you I said that at PA that one time is basically hey you know over time if you do the right things and you're you're committed not perfect but committed then you have that chance to overcome everyone. But if everything's equal, if we're, if me and, if me and uh, whoever I'm wrestling is equal, then the little things are going to come into play. And that's sure. how you live your life. Sure. How about right before going out there to wrestle? So not your warm up, but like the 10 minutes right before you step out there in terms of getting yourself both mentally and physically ready. What do you usually recommend guys to do? Well, me, <laughs> I was different. I, I wanted to be told I was the greatest in the world. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, and I, I wanted a hype man. I wanted Kevin Jackson to be like, too big, too strong. You know, you're, you're the baddest man on the planet. You know, you work, train too hard over, you know, you, you all trained everyone. You know, I need to hear those things. Yeah. My dash does not want to hear any of that. He yeah. wants, he's more like, Nick Mirable was like, Hey man, what do you think we're going to go afterwards? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when he first did that, was the first time I was coaching him, I'm like, Hey dude, you're giving me a panic attack, dude. You, you know this guy <laughs> I go, you know, this guy wants to kill you, right? And he goes, he goes, yeah, 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 coach. And then we talked afterwards, and he, and he's like, Coach, I I don't do well with that. I go, okay. So then we were overseas one time in Turkey, and uh, I forget where we we're at. I think it's Turkey. And uh, uh, Nick Zeke, Zeke Jones was on the trip, and he was the national coach. And we were there, and I'm like, Hey, Nick, you may wait. Let's just go home. We're, we're done. We're done. We don't need it. We we already made wait. That was half the battle. And Zeke was like, What? I go, Hey, man, trust me. <laughs> this works for this kid. And you know, he ended up winning the tournament. So. I mean, you know, good things happen. You gotta, you gotta be, uh, be able to adjust. I mean, that's an extreme case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick was an extreme. Uh, you know, he was just really wanted to be happy, wanted to feel good before he went out there. You know, I don't know how he did it, but he did, and he wrestled really well, like in that in those circumstances. So. Yeah, and do you think to physically get them ready? Do you think it helps for them to be drilling with someone, like get some hands on you? a little bit before you step out there? Because in practice, usually you're drilling before you go live. And then in matches, there's no drilling up until like an hour before, you know? Always, always, especially when you, you know, you've seen it in college and even high school, I'm sure. Um, I haven't watched too many high school matches, but I would think that, you know, you warm up right after you make weight, 15 minutes afterwards. Yeah. And then you got, you got about an hour, depending on where you're at in the lineup, where, what weight they start at. You know, you got, you have to get your, I always threw water on my face, go to the bathroom, smack myself around a little bit, and then, you know, even do some push-ups and, and hand fight a little bit, and um, that's about it, you know. Not too much, but just enough where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're alert. Yeah. You know, because you're sitting around, you know, and your, your body, your body needs that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking, because, yeah, because it's like, if you're always used to, usually in practice, you go, you drill before you go live. So you want right. to kind of mimic those conditions. A lot of guys you see, they don't touch, they don't touch another human being between their warm up and when they step out on the mat, and they wonder why they don't feel good until the second or third period. You weren't ready. Well, that that's what happened. Like this year with my son, 
one of his matches. I'm not going to talk which one, but he said the guy wasn't warming up. He, and he, and he, and he, right after he warmed up, he texted me and said, I got this dude. Because he goes, he, he's, not, he's not warmed up. He, and see, for that, even if it didn't, even if, you know, it mentally did something to my son, you know, and, and made him, yeah. it's like, boom, I got this dude. You know, and that, you don't want somebody saying that. You don't want somebody no. saying that. So, I mean, I think it's just, a, I mean, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, winning the psychological battle. Not that that's the main reason why you do it, but that's an ancillary benefit, right? <laughs> it, it is what it is, man. If a guy sees you out there working hard and he knows you're in shape and, you know, it's in his mind, but you put doubt in his mind. And that's part of it. I mean, yeah. part of this is doubt, right? Like self-doubt. And I think you get – you've always seen – you see my post. I'm, I'm a big believer in training, you know, of course. But I also – I'm a big believer in what you guys are doing and how right. you're helping athletes. I think it's amazing. I think that you're even in having a sports dietitian. I have one in West Virginia. It was amazing. Just making sure that people are, are doing, like I said, if everything's equal, how are we going to catch them? You know, and if we're behind, right. like as me as a coach, how am I going to catch Iowa right. or Penn State? I, I can't if I, everything, if, if I'm not doing the extra, because if they're out recruiting me, if, if I can't get this recruiter, I get this, how are we going to catch yeah. them? And yeah. so that's what you got to ask yourself as a coach. And, um, you know, and, and actually tell your kid, I tell my wrestlers, I'm like, okay, we're here. You're ranked this. How are we going to catch you? Okay, are, are we, are we going to train the summer? Are you going to, what's your plan? And, and kind of put it on them and let them come up with the plan, and then you can adjust it and work with them. Yeah, right. And so, so at least you know that at the end of the day, when your career is over, the season's over, you did everything in your power. You crossed your T's, you dotted your I's. I left no stone unturned. I don't have any regrets. It's always worse to look back and say, man, I could have done that. That stinks. <laughs> yeah, I've had, we've all had those things, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, awesome. No, great, great stuff. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.